some encouraging words. <laughs> no, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be afraid of not making a decision. Be afraid of the regret that you're going to have in the next 20, 30 years. Had you, you know, you don't want to get to that point and ask yourself, what if, what if, what could have been? I say, get a plan. You don't have to leave your, your job cold turkey. I did, but I knew my work ethic and I knew I could. building for Latinas. I am your host, Lucy King, Latina money, business coach, speaker, and first-gen investor on a mission to teach Latinas how to stop overworking and learn their money story and start building wealth. Hello, mujeres. Welcome back to Say Hola Wealth podcast. I am so excited to have one of my favorite Latinas, out there. Her name is Maria Chavez, and I am so happy to share space with her, and I'm going to let her introduce herself to all of you. So Maria, welcome to Say Hola Wealth Podcast. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me, and hello, beautiful BC Mujeres. I'm so happy to share my story, to share my background with you. Um, just a little bit about me. I've been in the finance industry uh, for a little over 10 years now, I just fell in love with all the principles, the concepts that we were not raised with. So ever since I've made it my mission to really just go out there and share it with my community and really just share it with anyone that will listen. <laughs> Thank you, Maria. So I am so excited uh, not only to have you here, but also share a little bit about your money story with RBC Mujeres because you have... You have an amazing story. You are someone that I personally admire. And I, I always joke with you through Instagram saying that you're like that comadre because I see you and I love the work that you do, but also you inspire me as a busy mujer to, to see what the possibilities are. So how was your childhood? How did you grow up around? How was, what was your relationship with money growing up? Yeah, no, well, first, I thank you for all of that. And honestly, the, the admiration goes both ways, girl. So like you're a huge inspiration and you inspire me every day too. So that's what it's, that's what community is all about, <laughs> right? Inspiration both ways, value, value, value. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but honestly, so um, I grew up there from very humble beginnings, right? Like your typical immigrant story. I was born and raised in Mexico, lived there until I was about nine years old. Um, we were not wealthy, but we were not, you know, dirt poor either. We were there kind of, you know, like lower middle class in Mexico. Um, uh, I come from a family where self-employment is uh, the norm. Um, I've always seen my dad run his own things. He an entrepreneur at heart. And I want to say that that's where I got my entrepreneurial spirit and the spark to know more about money. But um, yeah, like most households, we, I grew up with not such a great relationship to money. I knew how to earn it. No problem. I knew how to make money. I didn't know how to keep it. I didn't know how to grow it and I didn't know how to sustain it. So I had to learn that um, in my, in my adult years, you know, 
But uh, yeah, so we migrated to uh, California uh, when I was about nine years old. And, you know, I didn't speak English. And honestly, that was like a big culture shock. And, you know, and I, I put myself through 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 college, you know, and it's not your typical I know I'm going like off tangent, but it's going to make sense when I connect the dots. Um, oh, absolutely. Went to college, uh, dropped out of college, uh, because I was not a very patient person. Then I went straight into banking. That's when I started to learn more about the financial industry. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And that's when I said, you know what, Maria, you need to go back. And you need to finish your degree because I was a, um, I, I, I already had my daughter. So I was like, okay, what example am, am, am I going to give my little one? She was three. How am I going to tell her graduate from college to all these things when I dropped out, you know, cause I went from high school to college straight, but left. So, um, I finished uh, school as a parent, a uh, full-time oh, wow. job and graduated with honors. So like that really gave me the belief that once you focus, you can do anything. And I, and I reiterate this, um, when I speak to anyone that will listen, someone that asks me questions, you know, I went into university, I went into college with the mindset of getting that degree from me, it was never going to make me wealthy. I knew that I knew that I had to learn different things, different strategies to get me to live the life that I wanted, because I've seen too much by that time. So I, it was that question, how can I make that happen for me? And I believe through strong money principles and strategy, anybody can get there. It doesn't matter where you come from. I love that you said that because I, 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 all I'm hearing is great, right? Like you made the decision to change the trajectory of your life. Uh, and it only takes that, right? It takes for someone to make the decision. It doesn't take a lot of things, a lot of money. It just takes the passion, the commitment that I, that I see. I mean, right now you're talking and I'm like, yes, yes. Like, you know, you didn't let anybody tell you when it was the time for you to, to become a successful mujer. You make the decision, you created the plan. And I love that you said that you went back to school to get your degree but you did it because of you. And after that, you're like, I'm going to create the life that I want. So you said something so important through these um, short conversations so far. And you mentioned the fact that you watch your parents be self-employed. I know right now there are so many mujeres that are transitioning from their nine to five into entrepreneurship. But one of the things that really keeps him from making that move is the fact that they are literally afraid of losing the life insurance, the benefits. What, what do you have for them? Some encouraging words. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be afraid of not making a decision. Be afraid of the regret that you're going to have in the next 20, 30 years. Had you, you know, you don't want to get to that point and ask yourself, what if, what if, what could have been? I say, get a plan. You don't have to leave your, your job cold turkey. I did, but I knew my work ethic. And I knew I could do it. But if, if, if you're in that stage of, you know what, I'm not 100% sure, get a plan, look at your expenses, how much do you need a month to live? How much do you have in your emergency account? Um, where here's another important factor, like how in, in that industry that you want to go into as, as an entrepreneur, 
what skills are required? What are those skills that are going to make you the money, the bread and butter, learn and master those skills. And, you know, it sounds so cliche, but work nine to five on your job and six to nine on your side hustle, you know, and, and what does that entail? Well, invest in your skills. That's important because that's what's going to, that's, what's going to feed you. That's what's going to, and then yourself, your, your, yourself, um, uh, confidence, feed that self-confidence because when you act and you walked like you're a no limit person and backed by that confidence, backed by that knowledge, no one can stop you. The, the, the sky may be, may be blue, but if you believe it's green, it's going to be green. I love that. I love that because I, f- I feel like you just give us free coaching on the importance of self-belief, right? If you if you tell yourself that you are going to make it, that you are going to overcome any money struggles and that you are going to create the life that you need, it's going to happen. So I love that you said that because I had to actually self-coach myself on some of the beliefs also. Um, after transitioning from a nine to five, right, where I had a title, I had I had something that identify me as right, and then yeah. transitioning into coaching and entrepreneurship, I had to create these new beliefs and systems that now are you know are allowing me to be the coach that I didn't have. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. I love 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 everything you're saying so far. So. Um, <laughs> I know that your 10 years of experience in the finance industry have led you to learn so much, right? Like we can be here for hours, but let's talk about one of the things that a lot of people perhaps aren't familiar with, which is securing your assets through life insurance. How does that look like for the for the BC Mujeres out there? Yeah, so life insurance. Typically, when we think life insurance, we th- we think death insurance. We think of it's it's a taboo topic that we don't want to talk about. More than anything, I address it at the root, right? So more than anything is because um, at least in, in growing up and in, in, in our culture, it's frowned upon to talk about death because if you talk about death, you're I'm gonna say it in Spanish, me estás echando la sal, or you're jinxing me. When mm. it's not the case, you know, if you really look at these wealthy families, the, the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, like hate them or love them, they had a plan. They had a continuity plan. They had a they had a plan to build and protect those assets, you know, and the cheapest, easiest way to do it for the regular family like you and I, it's through life insurance. Because life insurance, in a, with a life insurance company, you're paying them a, um, a monthly, a monthly premium premium and in return should something happen to you prematurely they're going to turn around to your family and they're going to give them a check so essentially this is where I want you to think differently about life insurance you're not paying for a policy you're paying for a check an immediate check because it takes time to build investments it takes time to build you know your your assets your 401ks they're not overnight but you can die overnight and will your family have 500,000 to 1 million overnight? No, the answer is no. So that's why it's so important to protect those assets while they're growing through a, an affordable life insurance plan. They're more affordable than you think. We spend more money on coffee, I guarantee you. Thank you so much for that. So let's backtrack a little bit. I know that the not only the belief about the, the life insurance itself is one of the things that in my opinion, keep us from making that step, right? Like the financial step of like, okay, I'm going to sign up for life insurance. 
I love that you address how we culturally believe that, yeah, Mr. Chano Lazar, right? Yeah. Or in some cases, even our parents might be like, ay, like, ya estás preparándote para lo peor, right? Yes. And so <laughs> I personally had to self-coach myself on that because now I have daughters, right? I have two daughters that need to be financially secure should I not be around for a long time. And same thing with my husband. But how do you choose a plan? Because I know that there's so much controversy, right? Between whole life and term. How do you determine what you need? Honestly, so if you're looking at those two products, I always say educate yourself on on, on both. And more than anything, really dig into the cash value policies, because let me tell you something. And this is my consumer hat on. The life insurance industry is a trillion dollar industry designed to benefit itself. So um, really just look into um, when it comes to cash value, whole life. And, you know, there's a place for those policies. But if it's like for the typical regular family like you and I, like there's you can't beat term. You really can't. Um, And couple that with uh, with the EFTs through Vanguard and other companies that have very low expense ratios. You can't beat that. You can't beat the S&P 500, you know, and the way that you explain how investment works like it's it's a no-brainer to go that route um you know with when it comes to the other policies just do your research what are surrender charges like how much am i really gonna have that and you know there's a book uh called um uh, what's wrong with your life insurance by norman daisy get that book really educate yourself don't let a salesperson come and try to sell you something that's beneficial to them and not for your family in the long run you know there's multiple companies that offer term insurance you know and when it comes to term make sure that it's level make sure that they're it's not going to go up every year make sure that you know at the end of the term most um, agents say your 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 coverage is going to end it doesn't end it renews and most companies have what's called a guaranteed insurability which means that it doesn't matter what you develop they're going to cover you. The rate might be different, but it's not crazy different. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I want to say, I'm, I, I thought about getting up to go grab the book because when you told me to grab the book, I listened to you. I said, I'm going to go grab the book and I bought the book. <laughs> and I didn't realize it, it's like a, like a big book, but it has so much good information. Yeah. And I remember when you and I connected for our first uh, IG live, you mentioned that book and I said, I'm going to get it right because she knows she knows something that I don't know yet and I'm going to educate myself. So thank you for for saying that. Now, the question comes, who needs life insurance? Is Is that for everyone or is there like. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you, if somebody is financially independent, meaning if you, if that person were to pass away tomorrow and they have $2 million, $5 million, $6 million worth of cash flowing assets, I'm not talking about pieces of real estate, cash flowing assets, like money coming in, whether they're here or not, then they probably don't need life insurance. They're, they're at a different strategy at this point. They, they know they're no longer the ideal customer, but but if you, if, 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 for example, if, if somebody were to pass away tomorrow, God forbid, you know, this week or whatever, and if there's nothing in, in, in those investment accounts, if there's only like 50,000, a hundred thousand, and there's a family that relies not only on that, but on the monthly income coming in, I just want people to stop and realize what would happen 
And that's how you can determine, yeah, I need life insurance. Like if, 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 if my financial, if I'm not at my financial freedom number yet, then I need to secure that, that I need to secure the present. I need to make sure that my income is secured because whether we like it or not, we're ATMs. We're, you know, we're spitting out a monthly amount to provide for the family, to take care of the home. And if we're no longer in the equation, devastation that's when you know the families have to move in with other families you know they have to downsize they have to sell the house um a lot of discontrol like financial discontrol and that's just that's how i determine like if someone depends on your income and they'll be devastated then yeah you need to get something i love that you explained that because um i I believe that you also have mentioned that even if someone is Uh, a stay-at-home mom, like once that stay-at-home mom is not around, the dad will have to think about who or how is he going to take care of the kids, right? Maybe there might be a need for childcare. And I love that you touch, um, I think there's a word for that, right? Um, Yeah, like the spouse, right? So if the spouse passes away, you know, who's going to take care of the logistics from the household? Because your household, you have to look at it as a business. There are systems in place that make it run. So when that system's broken, who's going to pick up the bill uh, for daycare, for cooking, for cleaning? Like that stuff has to happen. That does not happen on autopilot. So those things need to be um, factored into the equation. Thank you for explaining that. So for someone who has, let's say, a married couple with kids, is it recommended that they both get life insurance? Just to be clear. Just to be clear. A hundred percent because they're the nucleus of the family. They're both are contributing one way or another. One may be in the operations of the household. They're taking care of the operations of the household and the other one may be bringing in the income. So it's, 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 it's a partnership. So you, again, it's a business. What if your partner passes away, right? Like you got to make sure that the partner in the, in that household is taken care of until, you know, those assets reach a certain number that's uh, unique to your family. Yeah, thank you. I, I just wanted to clarify that for the mujeres that are listening. Another thing that you mentioned right now, which I was like, wow, this this is a form of financial trauma, right? When when we are not prepared with the right systems to not only create a legacy, but actually make things happen, you know, smoothly. Nobody in your household is gonna be happy, right? For for your dead, nobody in your household is gonna be happy that you're not around. But having those systems in place definitely plays a huge role with um, making sure that your children don't go through financial trauma, right? Like watching watching the dad um, struggling financially because the mom is not around or vice versa, right? Watching the mom struggling because the dad is not around. Uh, after I gone through the trauma of money program, that really brought a different perspective for me in terms of like, wow, we have been exposed to so much financial trauma. And by having these systems, right, like your spending plan, paying up day, your life insurance, this is really how we prevent our kids from going through everything that we've gone through, you know, whether you were a, a middle class, or you grew up poor, like everyone needs to have these systems in place. 
Exactly, exactly. And I've seen those stories repeat themselves over and over and over again in, in our community, like close relatives. Um, you know, um, I, I, I'm just going to give an example of um, a recent one. A couple months ago, we were contacted by a referral, right? She was looking for, for life insurance coverage. And one way or another, we were going back and forth with appointments. So this couple, they had a lot of real estate, a lot of real estate in their name, multiple houses everywhere, multiple rentals. And we got the news, the husband passed away. And it was it was crazy because they were doing the, the, the typical, the GoFundMe because they didn't have the cash liquid. So she didn't work, mind you. She was a stay-at-home mom, didn't um, have any, it, no work skills, right? She just uh, stayed home to care of the kids. And the main breadwinner was, was he was a main breadwinner with multiple rentals. So now I'm telling my husband, wow, this is devastating because A, she has no, no, um, no skill sets to take into the workforce into the marketplace. All she knows is the home, the kids. And now she's faced with how soon can she sell her homes? And wow. you have to downsize when, you know, a life insurance policy in place could have taken care of all of that. She could have, you know, still kept her rentals as she choose, um, but she would have had everything um, taken care of for her. Yeah, this is exactly why I think Maria and I are so passionate about financial literacy, because the more you know, the, the better you can prepare, right? Like life is going to happen again and, and no one's going to be celebrating your death, right? Like that's that's a life event that is going to be sad. But if you start creating these systems, not only for your money, but for your legacy, that's when we break away from all of these generational trauma. And I always want to say also uh, chains of generational poverty because you yeah. plan ahead, right? Like- yes. You should be planning not only for your family, but for generations to come. And so exactly. thank you for sharing that knowledge. I want to ask you a couple more questions yeah. because you are a mom, you are yes. a wife, and yes. you're running a business, yes. um, or I should say businesses, because you have more <laughs> than one. Yes. And so how has it been for you working with your husband? <laughs> <laughs> we made a work initially initially it was tough because I'm a very I have a strong personality I have a half a personality you cannot I'm la, yo soy la patrona right <laughs> I love that so is he so you can imagine um how we butted heads like no that's not right well this is the way that has worked for me but it doesn't work for me so a lot of communication and it really forced us to like okay uh take a chill pill let's leave our like marriage out of it and now we're business partners like let's talk like business partners you know separate the business and separate the relationship and ever since we did that like man it it, it really forced us to you know, take it to a different level. And that really helped our business, our, our, our brokerage insurance brokerage business to go to an next level. So it allowed me to, okay, finally, that's running good. It allowed me to detach and run the other projects, but it was tough. <laughs> I, I love that you say that because, um, I think the more and more we're seeing, um, I, I, or at least I'm seeing more Latinas in partnership with, with their, with their, a spouse and I, I love seeing that because you have to have a money day right in order to mm -hmm. 
understand how you're going to grow the business and start creating a strategic plan for what's after, right? Because you're not just like, oh, let's see what happens tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You guys are like planning ahead, especially with, with your, with your son. I don't know if you have more than one, but I've seen one. (laughs) Yeah, no, I have a daughter. She is not, uh, she's very vocal. Like I do not like to be in your videos or your photos. Like, please don't record me. Cool. No problem. Yeah. It is like, I want the spotlight. (laughs) Yeah, I, I love that. So um, what is like to be a mom, an entrepreneur, and someone who's in the finance industry helping our community? Oh, man, honestly, it's such a blessing. Um, I always say that, um, like, like we were talking earlier, I almost pinched myself, like, how lucky or how blessed am I to stumble upon this industry know more about finance, know more about money. Like, what did I do to deserve it? Because like, I came from un pueblito out of Michoacán, Mexico. And at some point we did live in in ranchos, like una muchachita saliendo de un rancho. Like, what are the odds of that? What are the odds of like, sometimes I have to catch myself. Like, what are the odds of like coming out straight out of a rancho having professional licenses, having a degree in economics and being at the forefront of, of, of finance. And not only that, like discovering different strategies and, um, you know, creating different networks that I could only dream of. Like it, it still shocks me to the day, but not only that, like it just, I feel humbled and blessed and honored to like be able to pay it forward through my clients, through my mentees, through anybody that's willing to listen, I'll tell you. And it's just, that's the most gratifying part to give back. I, I love that you say that. And I'm going to tell you what you did, right? Because I think for some mujeres, they, they will, um, they will let something limit them, right? Like, oh, I, I come from a rancho. So my, 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 my goal or what's there for me is to continue to become a worker, which there's nothing wrong with that. Right. No. But you've made that decision to say, I want more mm-hmm. and you are an ambitious mujer. And you own that. And through that, you're serving people, right? Because I think that in our community, we have these idea also that ambitious is bad, right? Like you should just be okay with little. And I see you, I mean, I see you learning um, so much more and coming back and, and sharing it with your community, inspiring people through your business, through your personal journey, but also you're not just talking about life insurance, right? Like you're talking about life skills. You're talking about the mindset work that people need to have. And of course, with your with your business partner, which which happens to be your husband, you guys are helping other couples. Do you want to touch on on how that process looks like for you guys? Yeah. So, um, you know, when it comes to helping other couples, um, the way that we really get to them is because the end result is to make an impact, make an impact in their life. And we don't approach the, we're very unique in the way that we approach our, our clients is like, I'm not after your money. I'm not here to make a sale. I'm here to make a difference in your family. Whether you go with me or not, at least you will have the knowledge and the information should you choose to act on, it will make a difference in your family. If it's with me, great. If it's not with me, fantastic, but do something. That's how we approach something. So 
we literally just have Zooms conversations. Some couples, we, you know, we talk together or sometimes we do, you know, split appointments, but we, we talk about life. We talk about what's going to happen. What are your goals? What are your plans? What systems do you have in place? And not only that, but we get them thinking, well, let me ask you what, what would happen if you're out of the equation? I don't answer that for them. They answer that because it's important for them to reflect and say, oh, shoot, you're right. What would happen if I'm not around and vice versa? You know, we we have to have those tough conversations like who's going to who's going to be the main main caretaker of your children? Should God forbid something happen to both of you at the same time? Have you guys thought about that? Do you guys have a will in place? Is there a trust? Is there a will? Like, what is it? What do you have in place? Because these conversations are not happening. We don't wake up and say, oh, I think I want to talk about life insurance. Or I think I want to talk about a will. I think I want to talk about what happens if it's not in place. We don't wake up thinking like that. But it has to happen. And and I I want to just like applaud you on that, on the power of mentorship that you are creating, because that's exactly what you and I do, we don't tell our clients what to do. We help them see the whole picture, sometimes even gather their thoughts or ideas and implement them into investing, into building wealth, into securing their wealth as well, right? Like, because I know that's something that is huge for you. And I, I love hearing that you're doing because I'm like, yes, like, yes, like we're, we're in in a way doing the same thing, right? Because no one is going to come and give you the winning stock, the win, the winning investment. No one is going to tell you what life insurance is right for you because you have to make the decision, right? Because every, every financial situation is so different, right? Our goals as individuals, our goals as busy mujeres, everyone has their own goals. So I'm just, I'm just so proud of the work that you're doing. And I love the fact that you address how you're serving our community, because unfortunately, our community has been taking advantage of a lot of people in the finance industry. And that's why sometimes Don't get me started us- on mortgages. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't even get me started on the mortgage side. Like I just helped um I just had a client this past weekend and the stories he was telling me like so humble like you could just you know you could just like see how humble how the good people like such great people they were and like the stories that they were telling me and I was just floored. I'm like, no, like you have to be kidding me. Like from discrimination, from not being heard, from, you know, being steered into products that necessarily were not good for them, but good for the agent. I was just in shock. Like, don't even get me started. Like the mortgage is like different. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it, you know, it, it, and it takes people in it. It takes a little while sometimes to find the right people but I know I know that is possible because I mean I find you through Instagram I start following you and I don't I don't remember if I shared this with you but I was denied access to financial advice and that's why I decided to launch my business because I was essentially lied to I was told that I needed a hundred thousand to start investing when it's a completely lie right but not everyone has the curiosity to go and find out answers. I did because I, I, I was very upset. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? Like I'm doing everything right. Like I paid up debt. Mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm living the American dream. And, and now you're telling me no, right? Like there has to be a way. And so 
I wanna I wanna end this amazing conversation by asking you, what is your definition of wealth? Honestly, definition of wealth to me is being abundance, not only in uh, money, but when it comes to health, relationships, um, your spiritual, your financial, when everything is in balance and in harmony to whatever benchmark or whatever that may look like for you, when all those areas are in balance, to me, that's wealth. Like there's no price in that, you know, of course, like the financial side has to have like a financial number, but like wealth is being a life that you love, um, peace, joy, like that's wealth. And when all of those like are together, like that's like the perfect, mm-hmm. the perfect recipe to be in, in, in tune with, with every single aspect of your life. I love that. But yeah, how can we support you? Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? So we're going to add your uh, Instagram and any links that you provide on the show notes. But for people that are driving right now or even in the shower, where can people find you? Um, They can find me on Instagram. My handle is at I am Maria Chavez underscore and Facebook uh, Maria Chavez but you'll find me mostly most active on 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 the ig (laughs) (laughs) perfect well thank you again it has been an amazing conversation and and i am so honored to have you again i'm going to tell you this again i i admire the work that you're doing you're like my comadre by just because i decided because i love the work that you do i love the empowerment that you're doing and thank you for helping our community learn more about the finance industry. Yes. No, likewise, Lucy. Like I said, admiration goes both ways. So thank you. Thank you, Maria. Mujeres, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you find value on this episode, don't forget to share it with your amigas. And don't forget to subscribe whenever you listen to podcasts to be notified when the next episode releases. It would also mean the world to me if you can make time out of your busy mujer schedule to write a review for us on Apple Podcast. Are you spending time on social? So are we. Come say hola to us. You can find us on IG under at Viva La Budget and Finance. And if you are ready to take charge of your finances and your dinero, check out the show notes to get started and apply to work with us. Hasta la próxima, busy mujer.